You're listening to the most authentic place in sports. It's the Sports Headline Show. Here are your hosts, Sean Davis and Warner Sanker. Welcome back, one and all, to the Sports Headline Show. I am your host, Warner Sanker, there with my dancing partner in crime, Sean Davis. Here to bring you the number 23rd ranked. 23rd. 21 ranked preseason power rankings list. And it is the Denver Broncos. Welcome back um, to the show, everybody. We're here to bring you the Broncos. As was just stated, it was just stated. And, um, you know, they have a peculiar roster. I think um, last year they were hyped as one of the better rosters in the league. Solid defense, a lot of good young core. But uh, QB concerns and the lack of development from Drew Locke did not get them anywhere. Um, they go out this offseason. They keep Drew Locke. They sign Teddy Bridgewater. Do nothing to develop or to, to um, address quarterback in any way at all. Um, but they they definitely brought in, brought in some guys um, that – that are going to be key for these guys. With first key departures, uh, they lost their right tackle, DeMar Dodson, and uh, quarterback A.J. Bouye, but not much else there. Um, they, but they brought in nine players. This should make an impact. Two, two of them two of them were um, missed the entirety of last year, Cortland Sutton and Von Miller. But um, bring in Bridgewater, as I just mentioned, draft Javante Williams, uh, Bobby Massey, Quinn Minert's on the offensive line. Um, then, of course, Cortland Sutton. Von Miller coming back from injury. Patrick Sertan through the draft. Ronald Darby through free agency. And Kyle Fuller. All coming back to this – or coming to this defense. They were 5-11 and 11 last year. Um, they look to, obviously, improve, as every NFL team should. But strengths and weaknesses-wise, you got to say one of the weaknesses is that, is that quarterback room. Drew Locke just doesn't have it. Yeah, uh, they are this team. And we were talking about a little bit off camera here. This team is eerily simil- uh, similar to the Chicago Bears, um, where quarterback room is a bit of a question. Well, not a bit. It is a legit question mark. And one could argue it may have been this team's only legit weakness. You talk about teams who are, excuse me. You talk about teams who are legit one team, one quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl, from not winning a Super Bowl, from being a legit playoff Super Bowl contender. You look at Washington, you look at some of these other teams, maybe even Chicago, but the the team that pops into your head initially, immediately, should be this Denver Broncos team. They are so fundamentally sound defensively. They, have a, they are loaded on both sides of the ball, pretty much at every single position. Unfortunately for them, except the most important position, yep. which is quarterback. Yeah, um, looks like Drew Locke will be QB1 for him coming into the year at least. Teddy Bridgewater's waiting in the wings. Bridgewater. <laughs> Bridgewater uh, waiting in the wings. And then, of course, Brett Ripien, who nobody really expects to see any any significant field time. But I, I, I think yeah. all hope is, is got to be lost for Drew Locke. He, he's had, what, three seasons in the league. Um, this is his third, I believe. He yep. hasn't really. He hasn't shown anything, and um, 
if you're the Broncos, you're in a tough spot because you didn't have a top, top draft pick to grab a quarterback. Well, well Justin Fields fell. Justin Fields did fell, fall. Um, they could have grabbed Fields. They also could have grabbed Mac Jones. But um, instead they went with corner and Patrick Sertan, which he's a good player and all, but you still – quarterback is the most important position on the field. And when you bring in Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller, you know, you, you can have some slack there uh, in terms of drafting a, a top corner. You could have grabbed somebody in the second round, um, per se. So quarterback room isn't great. Um, let's see. I believe they come in ranking for us. Uh, for this quarterback room, Drew Locke leading this room. This is actually going to rank, if I'm not mistaken, dead last in the league. Yeah. This is the worst quarterback room in the league, and they're still 23rd. 23rd is the most important <laughs> – not 23rd. Quarterback's the most important position in the league, and the Denver Broncos somehow still rank 23rd. That just shows you how loaded this roster is. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, in the running back room, I didn't mention this on key departures, but they lose uh, Philip Lindsay. They, of course, had Melvin Gordon last year. They draft Javante Williams. They still have Royce Freeman there at running back number three. I think they got a pretty solid running back room, especially if Javante Williams can take that next step uh, where we think he can in terms of being that dual threat back in the running game and the passing game. Yeah, I think Javante Williams is definitely going to be their third down back. I think actually expect him, in my opinion, to maybe even take over the full-time starting role this season because I just don't see Melvin Gordon doing that. If I'm being quite frank with you, what Javante Williams can provide, he has great vision out of the backfield, uh, playing in North Carolina. Obviously, you can use him out of the backfield as more of a pass catcher, um, which is something that he provides that you don't really necessarily get from a Melvin Gordon. Trust me, I know, being a Chargers fan. Um, I mean, th- this running back room does rank 13th. Melvin Gordon is good enough, right? And we love Javante Williams. Javante Williams was running back three, and if it wasn't for freaking Najee Harris and Travis Etienne, right, he probably would have been the first running back off the board. But I think the Broncos got the best value for any running back in this draft because running back should not be drafted in the first round. Unless it's, unless you're like, it's a, it's a premium pick, basically. You don't have any other needs on your team. Okay, go take a running back. Both Pittsburgh, especially Pittsburgh, and Jacksonville, both had severe needs on the rest of the roster where they should not have taken a running back there, but kudos to the Broncos being relatively smart and not taking a running back in the top 10. Yeah. And then but, uh, uh, this receiver room, getting Corlin Sutton back off injury, Jerry Judy played well last year, um, especially late in the season. They have Tim Patrick who made some plays last year for him. KJ Handler in the slot. Um, it's, it's looking like a pretty, pretty talented receiving room as well. Not to mention Noah fans at tight end. And then Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon out of the backfield. Yeah, you look at this receiver room. You have, as we constantly have brought up, not saying Quinn Sonnen can't be this guy, but Jerry Judy is your route runner. He's your guy that, I mean, elite, elite route runner could get open. Uh, he should get open, as we like to call it, get open no matter what. So, I mean, we need like to create a, a, a acronym for that. So, what's that? G-O- that's too long of an acronym. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, my bad, you guys. Having to think that one out. But uh, 
after KJ Hamler, the wide receiver depth isn't that great, actually. Um, like, not, I mean, there's not much you really would like. I mean, I, my bad, after Tim Patrick. Yeah, after Tim Patrick. Uh, but, I mean, you have four really, really good receivers that you are definitely excited about. But, I mean, again, if you – yeah, you have great receivers that are really solid tight end and no fan. But if you don't have a quarterback that can accurately and with timing deliver them the football, what does it really matter? If they they also – they drafted Seth Williams uh, from Auburn in the sixth yeah, round. They've got yep. uh, Tyree, uh, Tyree Cleveland, Deontay Spencer. So they've got guys who can still make plays. Um, outside of the top four, but what really matters is those top four, and they've got them uh, right there. And then no, no offense, just really athletic, young, strong, athletic, talented tight end. Who, I mean, he could be a top. I think he's a top ten tight end, honestly, right now. Uh, but definitely could be uh, even top five as his career progresses. Progresses. Yeah, and and really quickly again, I just want to point this out. I really think Jerry Judy could have a breakout season. He was pretty daggone good last year as well, right? But I think there'll be a little bit more eyes on this Denver team this year, especially if fully healthy, right? He had 856 yards. He played all 16 games, right? 52 catches last season. I think with this extra game, definitely look out for him being a... uh, I'm sorry. Definitely look out for him to be a 1,000-yard receiver this upcoming season, right? And, again, just ultra-crisp ultra route running, finding the soft spots in the zone, right? It's a play against the Titans. They ran zone coverage, right? I think he might have been even expecting man coverage a little bit here based off how he was running his route. And he just stopped. It looked like he was getting a little, a little bit more five yards deep or whatever. He stopped on a Don, found the soft spot in the zone. Drew Locke delivered a, a, an accurate ball, one of the rare times he did that, it seems. But he delivered him an accurate ball. And so I think Jerry Judy and Corliss Sutton, if completely healthy, this could be a really dominant wide receiver duo. But unfortunately, again, with Drew Locke as your quarterback or even Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback, you know, you just don't trust him as as much, really. And one last note, Warren, before you can add on, um, the reason why I think Drew Locke should be the starter is even though Drew Locke is probably a bad quarterback, he still kind of, you know, gives you some upside that, you know, your offense wouldn't necessarily have with Teddy Bridgewater. You would have a, a much higher floor with Teddy Bridgewater, but your play calling is a little bit more limited, right? Because Drew Locke has a better arm. He's more, I mean, he more he's athletic. just a better, yeah. more athletic. Yeah, so he just raises your ceiling slightly, but your floor with Drew Locke is definitely way lower. Yeah, I would agree. If you want to win a Super Bowl here at Denver, you better hope Drew Locke turns into that guy that um that his tools show he could be um because you're not really going anywhere with teddy bridgewater going on to this offensive line they've got a pretty strong offensive line uh, as well all things considered garrett Bowles, of course at left tackle that's such an important position they uh draft quinn minerts out of wisconsin whitewater um wait a minute i got that right yeah yeah you're right yeah, you're right um, Graham Glass now. Right Level now. of competition. Oh, but, uh, I, I think they've got a pretty solid, um, solid line. They bring in Body Massey, of course, from Chicago. Dalton Risner um, at left guard. So, I, I, all things considered, it's a pretty good offensive line. 
Yeah, this offensive line is actually going to come in ranking 12th for us. Um, again, like, yeah, Garrett Bowles has really solidified himself as a top 10 great to borderline elite left tackle. Dalton Risner, you are definitely good if he's your left, if he's your left guard. Grant Glasnow's really underrated at that right guard position, um, and he's really kind of an anchor right there. Quinn Miners is projected to start at, at center, in my opinion. I think that's what you drafted him for. Because, I mean, there's not really much you could, like, put right there. You could go Cushenberry at center, excuse me. Um, but there's just not a lot there, in my opinion. So I think I think Quinn Miners is going to be your starter. He And this is why the Senior Bowl matters, guys. Like, Quinn Miners wasn't even on the anybody's radar until the Senior Bowl. Yeah, and he goes to the Senior Bowl, and he lit the dang thing up. I mean – Similar to James Hudson in a way, but James Hudson, I mean, but uh, Quinn Myers, unlike James Hudson, he also tested and performed well in the combine, which is something James Hudson really struggled at. But they both lit up the Sear Bowl. But I mean, and then you just watch Quinn Myers. I mean, you just, he just has that impact. You love to play, you want to play with a guy like Quinn Myers, it seems like. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this offensive line is getting ranked 12. If somebody gets injured, you do have Fleming who could fill in at one of the tackle spots. They have decent tackle depth, but um, nothing to get too too excited about. Warner, any what else do you think about this offensive line? You know, I, I just I like the uh, I like the top five. The top five, if they can stay healthy throughout the year, will be a very very solid uh, group for them and something they can rely on. Now, again, depth is always a question mark with pretty much every single team. There are not enough linemen to field even a starting five in the NFL. Um, so I think I think the Broncos are, are blessed to have the guys they have there. Um, Fleming is, is, is a solid guy, but you know, you'd be okay plugging him in if, it, if there's an injury. But whether Garrett Bowles or Bobby Massey goes down, it's still going to hurt this team um, offensively. Yeah, so, and then you move on. Pat Shermer, the former head coach, if I'm not mistaken, he was the Giants head coach before they fired him, correct? Yeah, he was with the Giants, and then he went to Jacksonville as like a sort of front office guy, but he was really involved in terms of the player development and everything. Yeah, he's a fine offensive play caller. He ranks 21st. Um, so, like, for reference, you know, Michael Floor uh, ranked 20th. So, just if you guys remember that episode. Um, but yeah, he's a okay offensive play caller. I'm not sure how much he elevates this offense. He doesn't do anything really out like extraordinary or whatever. You're, I mean, he's fine. He's not one of these bottom offensive play callers where you know you're you're really really upset that he's your that he's your offensive coordinator or whatever. But he's not in that upper echelon of guys either where you're like overly excited to have him as your as your play caller. I mean, so with the offense better than what it should be. Yeah. So uh, he, th- this offense as a whole is actually going to rank 26 again. There's that. It's actually nothing but positives from, from a position group standpoint to talk about with this Broncos offense outside of quarterback and quarterback is the most important position in the league. So, I mean, it, it sucks. And you hope Drew Locke can, can just flip the switch because I mean, if he if he doesn't, then you look really silly for not taking Justin Fields at pick 
nine and letting the Bears trade up to get him. So you look really silly if you don't, if Drew Lock doesn't pan out this season. And you even look more silly if Justin Fields plays well uh, for Chicago. But um, moving on to the and, defense. And, and, and really quickly, and arguably a worse system with less weapons. Definitely so, less yeah. Weapons. yeah. So, yeah, it, it feels balls out in Chicago. You're going to look real, real silly. Because just imagine what he could have done with all these weapons, this offensive line, which is way better. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but going on to this pass rush, headlined by Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. I mean, solid, solid pass rush here in Denver. I think you're understating that with, with, with the solid. This is a great pass rush. Uh, they, they actually rank for us in terms of pass rush. They ranked eighth. And, I mean, Von Miller, he has declined a little bit. He's not 21 sack Von Miller unless you're playing a, a Chargers Madden rebuild where he was a freaking animal for us. I don't know if you remember that, Warner. But, uh, like, they, oh, my God, just flashbacks. Went off. Von Miller on the edge. Joey Bosa on the other edge. Then we signed Brandon Graham. Oh, my God. <laughs> Brandon Graham, for reference, guys, was our uh, he was our uh, rotational pass rusher. Rusher, yeah. That's insane. But anyway, uh, anyway. right now he's got Bradley Chubb on the other side, and then Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones on the interior, which are pretty solid pass rushers in their own right. Um, yeah, you're really comfortable if you're Vic Fangio, and, and yeah, you've got coming out the passer on on nickel packages. Yeah, and and really quickly going to the season. If I'm a Broncos fan, if I'm the Broncos, I'm hoping Bradley Chubb could take that next step. And the reason being is because, again, Bob Miller has showed some injury concerns in the past. Bob Miller is on the downward decline from his arguably Hall of Fame career, right? So, I mean, with with that being said or whatever, um, you know, you hope Bradley Chubb could take that next step and become a legit number one pass rusher. And if he does that, and Von Miller stays healthy. Oh my gosh, you're looking at arguably a top five pass rush group, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely is a really, really solid uh, pass rush group. Von Miller, 105 sacks uh, through his career, so I would definitely say Hall of Famer um, for sure. Oh yeah, one one of the legends, and uh, not just a Madden legend because Madden sucks, even though. I can't really say that. I'll probably still buy it because of the new franchise improvements. So look at me being here. Uh, let's move on to this run defense here, which is good. We're not going to say it's not good. It's a slight, slight drop off uh, for this run defense. Uh, the pass rush here ranked eighth, run defense, run defense. They're going to come in here 17th in this run defense here. Nothing that's going to kill you. Um, from the run defense here, you have Shelby Harris. Uh, you have, uh, you know, Mike Purcell has that nose tackle who's going to stuff the run. He's he's fine. Draymond Jones is is a okay at best, you know, run stuffer. Von Miller is still Von Miller. Again, like, that's the premise. But he's still freaking Von Miller. And AJ John. base packages against the run. It's going to be tough to get outside on him. Yeah, similar to, I mean, like Joey Bosa for the Chargers, except just not probably as same of effect now because of the age and the injuries adding up and stuff. And again, you kind of hope Bradley Chubb can become that every down, like legit, just animal this season. AJ Johnson from the linebacker spot is a really, really tough 
sound uh, linebacker at stuffing the run. And uh, Josie Drool isn't half bad at linebacker either for the run defense here. It's so what are your thoughts? Run defending linebackers um, for the Broncos. I think you're definitely looking good. Um, if, if this is the run defense you line, uh, you line up, you throw out there every down. Um, you know, Chubb coming off the edge against the run. Uh, Miller, I, I guess, technically a more linebacker position uh, in base packages. You're, you're totally fine with that. Um, it's not going to be as effective against the pass, but that's why you run nickel a lot of the time. So um, I, I think the Broncos will be just fine here in terms of uh, line play against the run and against the pass. But linebackers, they've got A.J. Johnson, you mentioned, Josie Jewell, and then there's a pretty considerable uh, fall off. Um, Baron Browning out of OSU, who you know, we'll see if he can he can really develop um, into that that next guy. Um, you've got Justin Snrad, if I said that right, uh, last year was a, was a fifth round pick out of Wake Forest, um, down there on the depth chart. But no, you're you're not you're not one of these top linebacking groups like say Minnesota is or, or Dallas. Or, or Tampa, or Tampa. How dare you not rank, mention Tampa? Tampa's just unfair. Yeah, that's just... <laughs> they are, they are, they are. But, yeah, we, we are really high in this linebacker room as a general. Um, you hope that, you know, potentially... Uh, um, crap. Uh, Baron Browning, you know, plays well this season is more... Is that... Outside linebacker kind of guy here. Um, you, you hope he can play well. But, I mean, yeah, this is a lot of upside really outside of that. But, yeah, I think A.J. Johnson might be, like, a little maxed out, right? And, I mean, you just don't know how much better Josie Jewel can or even will get or whatever, right? But does that matter, Warner, when you have this secondary? I don't think it matters. Does it matter? I, don't I mean, think it does. there's a reason why linebacker doesn't get – as much of a um, as much of a percentage here in, in our rankings, but if you have your number nine overall draft pick in Patrick Sertan being maybe a starter, you're in a great spot. Kyle Fuller coming over from Chicago, Ronald Darby from the football team. You got Bryce Callahan in the slot, and then it's Patrick Sertan. I mean, absolutely loaded. And then Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, and Jamar Johnson. At safety, so you've got really good depth with OJ Moutier um, at, as a corner, uh, Johnson as a safety. You're looking really, really good. Which Gary Vincent, another another indictment to let Sertan go, let him go, take Justin Fields because you don't want your now Sertan is probably could be the best corner of any of these players here that they have right now. But the players they have right now are good enough to where you'd rather have a quarterback over a better corner. Yeah. And, and while Warner is definitely not wrong there, right? Let's let's look at the reasons why they drafted Patrick Sertan instead of a quarterback. And it's because Patrick Sertan is so good. Uh his his like just all around man coverage, his I mean JC Horn. Think about it this way, right? J.C. Horn is like Xavier Howard, right? They're, I'm not. That's not necessarily my like pro comp or whatever, but like the way they, the style of play, they're both, they're both like just big really physical. big physical. Uh, they're uh, tr- crap. 
They're play the plays they make on the ball. They are great at attacking the ball. They'll get a lot of picks probably, right? But Hatch Tan is like Jalen Ramsey, Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander, where they're just going to lock you down. You're not going to get open, yeah. right? You're not going like, to get the ball thrown your way because just – Right. Their ball skills might not be as good necessarily as Xavier Howard or like, for example, or like for Pastors Hitters or J.C. Horn, right? But they're not going to let you get on them. They're they going to lock you down. Their press skills, which is perfect for this Vic Bangio scheme, right? I think I think uh, Pastor Tan's like press man skills are a little underrated. And he's also a pretty solid zone cover, uh, zone corner as well, right? We mock them, I think, consistently too. We mock Pastor Tan consistently to the Denver Broncos. Granted, with the thought process of Justin Fields going in the top five, which he should have, yeah. but neither, neither neither here or there, right? But, like, and I mean, I think the Carolina Panthers, maybe for their scheme, they might have gotten it right, but I think Pastor Tan, when it's all said and done, is going to be the better corner than J.C. Horn. He's in a more, he's going to be in a better system for him, right? You are learning from big freaking Vangio, Right, who is one of the best defensive coaches in the league, right? When we start talking about head coaches, then you can get a little head scratching there. But he is one of the best defensive coaches in the league. I think that's that's well set in stone. And you just plug Patrick Sertan, you put Patrick Sertan in this offense. I mean, this defense, I'm sorry, right? You know, you are definitely thinking, you are definitely loving it here. And then again, Justin Simmons, I think he has got a new contract, if I'm not mistaken. One of the best uh, safeties in the league, just a, a ball hawk, you know, just center fielder, free safety or whatever, right, Warner? And, uh, and then Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, you're right. They probably won't be, like, you're probably going to capitalize on them and how good they'll be this year. I'm not sure how well they'll play after this year, which I guess is why you get Sertan. But, again, Justin Fields is right there. Yeah, yeah. It's um... – <clears throat> Kind of unbelievable to me that they they pass on him, but um, defense overall is just is is solid and, and headlined by Vic Fangio. It, it's it's one of the better units in the league. Oh yeah, this uh, yeah, this uh, defense will rank fifth in uh, for defensive coaching and on rank fifth for their overall defense. Um, Again, so many, like, there are a few teams in the league where you can say quarterback away, quarterback away. Washington's one, but Denver is the literal, def- the textbook definition of one quarterback away. And they are a playoff borderline Super Bowl contender. We talk about with the football team off camera. Sorry to cut you off. Give Denver Kirk Cousins. Like... They're a, they're a playoff contender. It's 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 really unfortunate too because with a lack of a quarterback, the core of this team is only getting older. The rookies are only getting closer to their next contracts, getting yeah. to be too expensive, and then you're gonna have to restart the whole thing, which is why it's so unfortunate that they don't have a quarterback. We can't see the true greenness of how good this team could end up being. But um, yeah. Moving on to moving moving on to their schedule um, this year, playing in a really really tough division. Other than the Raiders, of course, as, as Sean has made his feeling no, feelings known, um, 
Hey, hey, if the Raiders beat my Chargers this year, you can throw it in my I'm face. Gonna, oh, you're going to get it. I'm going to clip that. Just wait until the Chargers gets released. But um, starting it off uh, on the road at the New York Giants at Jacksonville, but then you host the Jets, you host Baltimore, you play on the road against Pittsburgh, you host Las Vegas, on the road against Cleveland, host Washington at Dallas, uh, home game against Philly, then you have your bye. So a mid to late bye. Um, which I think honestly is, I think you'd rather have a late buy than, than a really early buy, uh, in my opinion, unless you're one of these teams that has a lot, a lot of new pieces. Um, say, for example, the Jets, where you want to have that early bye week so you can get it together and then, and then run. But um, at home against the Chargers, coming off the bye, at Kansas City, at home against Detroit and Cincinnati back-to-back, then you're on the road against Vegas and the Chargers back-to-back. And then you host Kansas City in uh, week 18. Over under is seven and a half wins. It's going to be close. It's, it's going to be, they're gonna yeah. be seven, seven and a half wins. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. They're definitely going to be around seven and a half wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they're gonna go set- count as half a win. That, that'd be a thing. Oh, I don't know. But. So I think, you know, you'll. Uh, let's see here. I think the Giants. Giants is a win. Uh, I think Ed Jacksonville is a win, too. Trying to be consistent. Uh, the Jets, I don't remember. I think we picked the Jets to win that one, right? Yeah. Okay, so 2-1. I think you lose to, uh, I think you lose to Baltimore, I think. Well, in, my, in my worst scenario, then the, the Broncos would win. It all depends yeah. on – if Teddy Bridgewater starts that game, I think the Broncos win. Or if or if Drew Locke shows some miraculous improvement, yeah. then yeah. Or if it's one uh, of Locke's five weeks a year that he actually plays very very well, then the, the Broncos win. But if we see yeah. Drew Locke, we think we'll see. Then got to give it to the Jets. Yeah, uh, at Pitt, that's actually an interesting game. But either way it goes, I think Pitt will probably win that one. So are we at two and three? Uh, the Raiders three and three. Um, Cleveland three and four. Washington at home. I'm going to go three and five. Um, I think they'll beat Dallas. I think they'll beat Philly at home to round out five and five for you going to the bye week. Um, trying to recall here. Do you remember in the Chargers episode if we had Denver beating LA in Denver? I think we did. Um, Yeah, probably. I think, okay, I so think the Chargers would split with everybody except the Raiders. Yeah. Um, so what's that? Six and five. You lose to KC six and six. You beat Detroit seven to six. I think you'll actually lose to Cincy seven to seven. Um, and then you'll beat the Raiders eight and seven. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm just totally dogging on the Raiders. All yeah, yep. Uh, then you lose to the Raiders, dude, Huh? You had them shooting the Raiders, yeah, and then uh. You'll lose to the Chargers, you'll lose to KC to wrap up the year. I think so, yeah. I think they'll go eight and nine. If I was a betting man, I would not bet this. I would, this is no, this is not a safe bet. It's gonna be, it feels like if it was like six wins, I might bet it, but no, I'm not betting seven and a half. Uh, No, thank you. Um, so at the Giants, I think that's a winnable game for them. Um, I think at Jacksonville, it's a winnable game. I think they could potentially start off 3-0, but then they're going to lose to Baltimore, I think, almost 100%. Um, I think they're going to lose to Pittsburgh. At home against the Raiders, I think they'll beat the Raiders. Um, At Cleveland is a loss. Washington, I think they lose to Washington. 
at Dallas, you know, do we see lat string deck or do we see healthy, healthy deck, healthy offense and irrelevant at, at the helm? Um, I think, I think it's a definitely a winnable game, but it's also a very losable game there. I'll give them the win for it. Philadelphia. I think, uh, they beat Philadelphia. Then they have the buy. So coming on to the buy, they've got four, five, six, six wins. Um, and then they're going to lose to the chargers there. Uh, you know what? No, they'll beat the chargers at home, lose to Kansas city on the road, uh, beat Detroit, lose to Cincinnati, lose to the Raiders, uh, and then lose to the Chargers and Kansas City to finish off on a three-game losing streak. I have them going seven and ten. I believe okay. uh, maybe six and eleven. But I think their floor is a good four wins. I think their ceiling is a solid eleven. Okay. Yeah. Um yeah. 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 This is definitely one of the shorter, if not the shortest episode of these deep dive power rankings episodes of deep dives of deep of depth charts. I don't know. Charts and grades and yeah. Salt and pepper and Drew Lock throwing interceptions and uh, unfortunate sacks, throwing a check down on third and 15 when he has time. Yeah, so, hold, all right, so here, hold on, here we go. All right, here we go. Here's my Broncos rap for you. Ready? All right, boom. Yeah. Drew Locke throwing interceptions. Jerry Judy breaking ankles, going left to right, touchdown. Broncos, other losing. The Raiders suck. You are so offbeat, man. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Thank you all so much for watching this, this episode of the Sports Headline Show. Listening, if you are on podcasting platforms. Uh, thanks for sticking with us to the end, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Two locked door interceptions.